You have duped me, O Lord, and I let myself be duped. To be duped seems to imply that one is a victim of deception. And some other translations, including the one that's used in the Spanish lectionary uh, in use at Spanish masses, use the word seduce. You seduced me, Lord, and I let myself be seduced. The prophet considers himself tricked in some way into accepting the call to prophecy. And when God called him, Jeremiah pleaded that he lacked the required gifts for prophecy. Our Lord, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. But God assured him and told him not to be afraid of his youth. To all to whom I send you, you shall go. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Be not afraid of them. And touching Jeremiah's mouth, the Lord said, Behold, I have put my words into your mouth. So which do you prefer, a deceiving God or a seducing God? You can take whichever you pick, but uh, seduction sounds a little more exciting, doesn't it? And I, regular, I regularly hear news of young people, youths like Jeremiah, falling for the seduction of God and joining religious communities or offering themselves for the priesthood. A new Benedictine foundation, Silver Stream Priory in County Meath, Ireland, and you know, or you all know how difficult things are for the church in Ireland at the current time. This priory is growing, and it has a vocations problem. There are not enough rooms in the house to accommodate the young men who wish to enter. The Benedictines of Mary and Gower, Missouri, celebrated recently investitures, first professions, and solemn professions of young women. They look very young indeed. I mean, to me, they look like teenagers, but they're probably a little, maybe in their 20s. Uh, of young women who have been seduced by Christ to be his brides. A new community of canons regular of the Immaculate Conception of uh, California, attracting young men who wish to live as priests in community, according to the rule of St. Augustine, dedicating themselves to parish ministry and evangelization, and recently founding a women's branch for young women who wish to be apostolic and contemplative sisters. Or the canons regular of the Order of Premontre in Silverado, Orange County, California, bursting with young men, aspiring to the priesthood and currently building a new monastery. The Discalced Carmelites of Jesus and Mary in Post Falls, Idaho, seducing, one could say, young women to be brides of Christ. What a joy it was for me to visit that with them uh, on my recent vacation in the great room, you know, which is, uh, there's a great separating the cloister from where visitors uh, visit with them. The cloister is kind of the other world, heaven, and we mere, we people who are still in the world have to be in this other part of the room. But their joy and happiness penetrated through that great, and, um, and also in the Holy Mass that uh, I celebrated for them on three days, the joy with which they participated in in a beautiful uh, Latin mass and on one day singing as well. That joy penetrated through their cloister. And they too are hoping to build a larger monastery to replace their temporary accommodation as they expand in numbers. And as they are a daughter community from another community that just grew, and so it, uh, as it were, uh, gave birth to another, to the one there in Idaho, 
that one is sure also to grow and give birth to new congregations as well. And of course, our own Archdiocese in Portland is, uh, is blessed with high-quality young men who are full of enthusiasm in spreading the word and being part of the exciting renewal in the sacred liturgy that is underway, and so offering themselves uh, as, uh, as potential priests to, to work in the sanctification of the holy people of God. The Lord wishes to seduce each and every one of us in one way or another uh, into his service, whatever our vocation. But there are those among us, I'm sure it's the case, and I pray it's so. The Lord must be calling to that exclusive relationship with him in the priesthood or the consecrated life. Either way, this requires denying ourselves. The spirit of the age that St. Paul warns us about today, telling us not to conform ourselves to it, places the self very much at the center of things. The proliferation of the selfie surely bears witness to this. If Jeremiah had thought simply of himself, he would not have been the great prophet he was. But every time he considered abandoning his vocation, Every time he said, I will not mention the Lord or speak any more in his name, a fire burned within his heart and he could not hold back, but prophesied once again. You know, it took me a long while to be seduced into finally accepting the court of the priesthood. From a young age, I held the priesthood in awe and had a desire to be a priest, and people kept asking me, surely are you not called to be a priest? But I kept suppressing it until I could contain it no longer, and it was like that fire in Jeremiah's breast. I finally had to let God take control, giving up what I'd been doing for many years, good things uh, in, for, for, for God. I had to give those things up, and I, trusting that all would be well, and finally being ordained five years after my five-year younger brother had been ordained a priest. Last week, given the keys of the kingdom with power to bind and loose in heaven and on earth. But he would not hear of Jesus' being handed over to the elders and chief priests and scribes and being killed and rising again. And upon Peter remonstrating with Jesus that this should never happen to him, Jesus then saw Peter as an adversary, which is what the word Satan means. Peter had let his primacy over the apostles go to his head. No doubt moved by love, he took Jesus and corrected him. He had the temerity to take Jesus aside and give him some advice. And Jesus, with infinite love, scolded him and reminded Peter of his place. You have no business leading me. Peter sought to lead Jesus. Rather, his purpose to follow Jesus Get behind me, be an adversary no longer, be a follower, be a disciple, be an apostle, and follow me. And Jesus then emphasizes to his apostles that anyone who wishes to be his disciple must do three things. Deny himself, take up his cross, St. Luke adds daily, and follow him. The response to the seductive call of Jesus is the denying of self, handing oneself over completely to him. Jesus himself lives this denial of self. Being God, he takes on the form of a slave. 
the I am, the ego incarnate, lays his life down for mere mortals. He takes up his cross, bearing the sins of all mankind. Those enthusiastic young men and women, seduced by the Lord, soon enough encounter the cross, the sacrifices they have to make, the overcoming of their faults, disappointments perhaps in their priestly ministry. As anyone in any walk of life or vocation from the Lord will find the cross. But where they and we truly find the cross without fail is in the Holy Mass. The Mass is a sacramental making present of the sacrifice of Christ on the cross here on our altars. When we attend Mass, we have the opportunity to truly embrace the cross. This is why we must love the Holy Mass for what it truly is. And we have to deny our likes and dislikes to see what the Mass truly is and how it has been understood for of the Church's existence, a sacrifice, the cross. Yes, we are obliged under pain of Mass every Sunday and Holy Day, unless impeded by some grave reason. But is that why we attend Mass? If we are called to embrace the cross daily, why do not more people perceive the call to attend Mass daily? There is no better way of taking up our cross than to be present at Mass. Jesus says, Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What does losing half an hour of our day matter when compared to gaining eternal life? Let us allow the Lord to seduce us all the more, not conforming ourselves to this age, not becoming preoccupied about saving our lives, but rather desiring to lose our lives for Jesus' sake in order that we may find them. Me sedujiste, Señor, y me dejé seducir. El profeta se considera engañado de alguna manera para aceptar el llamado de, de, a la profecía. Cuando Dios lo llamó, Jeremías suplicó que le faltaban los, los dones necesarios para la profecía. Ah, Señor Dios, he aquí, no sé hablar porque soy solo un joven. Pero Dios le aseguró y le dijo que no tuviera miedo de su juventud. A todos los que yo te envíe irás, y todo lo que te mando hablarás. No les temas. Y tocando la boca de Jeremías, el Señor dijo, He aquí, he puesto mis palabras en tu boca. Regularmente escucho noticias, buenas noticias, de jóvenes, jóvenes como Jeremías, que se enamoran de la seducción de Dios y se unen a comunidades religiosas o se ofrecen por el sacerdocio. Las benedictinas de María en Gawa, Missouri, celebraron recientemente investiduras, primeras profesiones y profesiones solemnes de mujeres jóvenes que han sido seducidas por Cristo para ser sus esposas. 
una nueva comunidad de canónigos regulares de la Inmaculada Concepción en Santo Paulo, California. Está atrayendo a hombres jóvenes que desean vivir como sacerdotes en comunidad según la regla de San Agustín y dedicándose al ministerio parroquial. Las Carmelitas Descalzas de Jesús y María en Post Falls, Idaho, seduciendo a mujeres jóvenes para ser esposas de Cristo, a quienes tuve, le, tuve la alegría de visitar en mis reciente, recientes vacaciones. Y nuestra propia arquidiócesis de Portland atrae a jóvenes de alta calidad que están llenos de entusiasmo para difundir la palabra y ser parte de la emocionante renovación de la Sagrada Liturgia que está en marcha, y así, por tanto, sirviendo para santificar al Santo Pueblo de Dios. El Señor quiere seducirnos a todos y cada uno de nosotros a su servicio, sea cual sea nuestra vocación. Pero hay algunos entre nosotros, espero y estoy seguro, a quienes el Señor debe estar llamando a esa relación exclusiva con Él en el sacerdocio o la vida consagrada. De cualquier manera, esto requiere negarnos a nosotros mismos. El espíritu de este, este mundo sobre el que San Pablo nos advierte hoy, diciéndonos que no nos dejemos transformarnos por él, coloca al yo en el centro de las cosas. Si Jeremías hubiera pensado simplemente en sí mismo, no habría sido el gran profeta que era. Pero cada vez que consideraba abandonar su vocación, cada vez que decía, no mencionaré al Señor ni hablaré más en su nombre, un fuego ardía en su corazón y no podía contenerse, sino que profetizaba una vez más. A mí me tomó mucho tiempo dejarme seducir para que finalmente aceptara el llamado al sacerdocio. Desde muy joven tuve un gran estimo por el sacerdocio y tenía el, tenía el deseo de ser sacerdote. Y muchas personas me preguntaron, tú vas a ser sacerdote, ¿no? Pero seguí reprimiéndolo hasta que ya no pude contenerlo más. Fue como ese fuego en el pecho de Jeremías. Finalmente tuve que dejar que Dios tomara, tomara el control renunciando a lo que había estado haciendo durante muchos años y confiando en que todo estaría bien, finalmente fui ordenado cinco años después de que mi hermano menor de cinco años, el, que él fuera ordenado. La respuesta a la llamada seductora de Jesús es la negación de uno mismo, la entrega total a Jesús. Jesús mismo vive esta negación de sí mismo. Siendo Dios, toma la forma de un esclavo. Él, yo soy, el ego encarnado, da su vida por los simples mortales. Toma su cruz, cargando con los pecados de toda la humanidad. Aquellos jóvenes entusiastas y seducidos por el Señor pronto se encuentran con la cruz, los sacrificios que tienen que hacer, la superación de sus faltas, Quizás las decepciones en su ministerio sacerdotal. 
como encontrará cualquier persona en cualquier ámbito de la vida o, vac o vacación. Pero donde ellos y nosotros encontramos verdaderamente la cruz es en la Santa Misa. La Misa es la realización sacramental del sacrificio de Cristo en la cruz. Cuando asistimos a Misa, realmente abrazamos la cruz. Si estamos, si estamos obligados bajo pena de pecado mortal a asistir a misa todos los domingos y días festivos, a menos que nos lo impida alguna razón grave. Pero, ¿es por eso que asistimos a misa? Si somos llamados a abrazar la cruz todos los días, ¿por qué no más personas perciben el llamado a asistir a misa todos los días? No hay mejor manera de tomar nuestra cruz que estar presente en la misa. Jesús dice, el que pierde su vida por mí, la encontrará. ¿Qué importa perder media hora de nuestro día en comparación con ganar la vida eterna? Dejemos que el Señor nos seduzca aún más, no conformándonos a este mundo, sin preocuparnos por salvar nuestra vida, sino deseando perder nuestra vida por Jesús para que podamos encontrarla.